Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Executive Minister Matt Mazza. that the world was forever changed. The most significant moment in the history of mankind. Last Sunday, uh, Colin initiated a series called Love Came Down. And it's the story of the birth of Jesus. The story is recorded in different gospels. Uh, this, is particularly, uh, this particular account is of Matthew. And what he saw, what he thought, what he experienced uh, through uh, the understanding of this story. And so we're going to spend a few minutes this morning uh, looking at the story of the birth, the plan, the implementation of God's plan uh, through the eyes of Matthew. So last Sunday, Colin shared with you in uh, the book of Matthew chapter 1, the first 17 verses the genealogy of Jesus. If you remember, if you were here, it was a lot of names with a lot of letters in all kinds of weird places, creating really challenging names to pronounce. And the family tree of Jesus. And I think Colin also shared a little bit with you about the fact that the bottom line is, Jesus had a fairly dysfunctional family tree. A little bit of a Jerry Springer kind of storyline, if you really started diving into the story, the people the marriages, the affairs, the broken families, the infidelity. And there's something about that that makes me feel good about my dysfunctional family. But this morning, we're going to spend a few minutes at verse 18 on in Matthew chapter 1. The plan, God's plan for salvation. So if you've got your Bible, open up to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and let's jump in. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. We're going to continue on from last week in the Jerry Springer-esque kind of storyline. So this is how God decided to enter into the world. This was his perfect, beautiful, incredible plan. He was going to impregnate an unwed Jewish teenage girl and ask some guy to take her and this child on as his own. That's the plan. Very politically correct. Very socially conscious. This is God's plan. 
for salvation for the world. If you hear me say nothing else this morning, hear this. God's plans don't always make sense to us. God's plans do not always make sense to us. If you've been raised in any kind of a church setting or a family with faith, you have heard the story, the birth story of Jesus, hundreds if not more times. But here's the reality of it. The reality of it is this. We gloss over most of the ugly parts, most of the crazy parts, most of the obscure, unbelievable parts of this story. And we get to the really sweet part where Mary and Joseph have a baby and they're, they're hugging and, uh, around a manger and that's where we kind of move to. But that's not the story. That's not God's plan. God's plan to enter into the world is crazy. And so this morning, we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to actually dive into Mary and Joseph and what actually happened. Because God's plans can sometimes seem crazy and not make much sense at all. Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So on top of the teenage Jewish girl becoming pregnant by a spirit, not having a husband, and trying to convince this guy to go ahead and take her and this child on, there's the reality of the fact that this guy really wants to divorce her and not even mess with this. And back in those days, in, in the Jewish culture and faith, women were lynched and murdered if found to be divorced. So even though he was trying to do it quietly, it's a small little town, the reality of it is this. This is probably going to be found out. The story continues to only get a little crazier. But this is God's plan. Verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Well, now it's all going to be good. Because we have an angel telling Joseph, don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the fact that you're supposed to marry this woman that you don't necessarily want to marry and take her son on that's not really yours and that she's uh, pregnant, but you don't really know how she became pregnant. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's all going to be okay. Because this is God's plan. Have you ever just had one of those moments where you just stopped and just thought to yourself, God, I don't know what you're doing here. This doesn't make sense to me. Why this and why that and why not this and why not that? I can't help but wonder what Joseph and Mary were really thinking. Verse 21. 
She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The angel says, Mary's going to give birth to a son, to a boy. And Joseph, you are to call him Jesus. You know, this, this boy that is not your son, but is going to become your son from this woman that's not your wife, but she's going to eventually become your wife. You're going to take him and he's going to be your son and you're going to call him Jesus. And why are you going to call him Jesus? Because he's going to save the world. Because he's going to save all the people from their sins. I can't help but think that this was one of those moments where Jesus, uh, uh, where Joseph had one of those, you know, I'm going to take a drive. I'll be back in a few minutes. I need a, I need a break. I need some fresh air. Like what? What is going on here? Like just a few days ago, I was just walking in the streets, just trying to kind of do my thing and God's plans don't always make sense. And then on the other hand, I can't help but think, I wonder if he was feeling just a little bit of pride in the sense that as he was standing there with maybe some of the other uh, soon-to-be fathers, them talking about their son was going to be a a doctor, a lawyer, a professional athlete, and he just stood there and said, yeah, my son's going to save the world. You know, that's it. So I'm, I'm proud, I'm terrified, I'm confused, I'm trying to be faithful, I don't know what's going on. All the emotions that Joseph was feeling. In verse 22, it says this, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The prophet Isaiah, back in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, said this, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. A hundred or so years later, the prophet Jeremiah, uh, it was recorded in Jeremiah 23, 5. It said this, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. The prophets Micah, Zechariah, and others prophesied about this Savior that was to be born in this town called Bethlehem. The Old Testament is full of these prophets and these prophetic messages talking about this Savior, this baby, this King, this Messiah that was to come. The Old Testament, over 1,500 years, was recorded and written by dozens of different individuals, and so many of them were talking about this thing that was to come, this glorious, magnificent, righteous king was coming to save the people. Everyone was expecting this to be some incredible, magnificent awe-inspiring, glorious, heavenly experience. Because this was the king. Everyone except God. Because this is what God wanted. Verse 23. 
The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's it. The crazy, confusing, chaotic, politically incorrect, socially disturbing, great plan of God was simply this. He wanted to be with us. He wanted to be like us. He didn't want to be famous. He didn't want to be glorious. He didn't want to be righteous. He didn't want to have pop and circumstance. He didn't want any of that. He simply wanted to come and be with us. He wanted to live as we lived, feel as we feel, love as we love, hurt as we love, struggle as we struggle, question and doubt as we do each and every day. Emmanuel, that's what God wanted. You see, man was painting a, a picture. It was, man was telling a story of something magnificent and amazing and glorious. And all the while, God's crazy plan was dirty and messy and ugly and simple like us, like those that he wanted to be with, his children. Humanity, his most prized and great creation of all. And that's exactly what he did. Verse 24, 25. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. And thus Emmanuel was here. Messiah, the Savior, had come. And here's the thing I don't know that we give enough credit to, and that is the fact that this teenage Jewish girl and this terrified young man named Joseph trusted in a crazy plan, had faith about an absolutely insane idea to help bring salvation to the world, to help deliver the Messiah to the world. So I don't think that we give enough credit to Mary and Joseph in the incredible faith and trust that they exhibited. I mean, just... Just think through the last few minutes of what we've just described. I mean, this is insanity, people. This is ridiculous what was expected, what happened, the scene, the moments, the people, the disgrace, the confusion, the chaos, the potential death. Everything that we just described was exactly what God wanted when he came and entered the earth. I'm hard-pressed to find two people who exhibited a greater trust and a greater faith and a more crazy plan in this book than Mary and Joseph, and I'm grateful 
I'm so grateful for their willingness to trust because their trust and their faith allow God's plan to happen and salvation to come. So three, three nights ago, some of you may have, have uh, watched on television. Others may have just seen on social media. Uh, my family was uh, with our son, Blake, up in Atlanta for an awards ceremony. And uh, he was honored enough to be a part of a, a collegiate awards ceremony for football players. And if you don't know the story, I'll tell you later. Um, but it was an incredible moment for him and uh, an honor for him. And, um, uh, but here's the reality of it. He lost. He wasn't chosen. He didn't win. The plan that he had hoped for, the plan that he had worked for, didn't happen as he thought or hoped it would. I think each of us have had one of those moments, if not multiple of those moments in our life, in which we thought something, we hoped something, we wished, we prayed, and it didn't. The plan didn't go as we thought the plan should go. We've had those moments where we've lost, where we've failed, where it hasn't happened. The only difference with Blake's is that it was on national TV in front of a couple million people. But other than that, most of us, most of us kind of have our own little moments. And, but the reality is there was a loss. So what do we do with that? What do we do when the plan doesn't seem to go according to plan? I'm real proud of, of uh, the things that, that uh, my son, Kristen, and I both are very proud of our son and the things that he's accomplished on the field. But I'm way, way more proud of the things that he's accomplished off the field. Um, and when we were there a couple hours after the awards ceremony, um, he has a little message that he wanted to share with all of you. Many of you have been such great supporters, sending him messages and texts and encouragement on his journey. And, um, and there's a little something that he wants to, to share with you guys. What's up, Greenville Oaks? It's Blake Mazza. I just want to say thank y'all um, for following me this season, supporting me um, in, in my journey in uh, college football. And uh, for a lot of you who don't know uh, my journey and story, I played college football up in Washington for Washington State University. Uh, go Cougs. Um, but just wanted to thank you all for really being there for me and my family um, through the craziness of this past week down in Atlanta, Georgia, for the ESPN College Football Award Show. Um, it's been a crazy week, and tonight we had the award show, and um, unfortunately I didn't win. Um, but it's something that I'm super pumped for because it's going to motivate me. Um, and it's something that's been a big part of my life, but it's not been my life. And it's uh, something I'm trusting in God's plan for. It's something I've, I wrote down in my freshman freshman year in high school. It was, it was a goal I had to win the Lou Groza early in my career. And uh, this is my sophomore year of football. And I uh, didn't win it. Um, ended up uh, going to the Georgia kicker. Um, but it's something that I, I'm completely okay with to a fact. It is, it's, it's not that goal and the, that award doesn't define me and it's not, it isn't me. Um, and there's more to me than uh, this award. Um, and it's something that I've had to cope with and, and trust in God's plan. Earlier this week, we were at a children's medical hospital and uh, really put in perspective um, the struggles that I have in my life. And it's really humbled me 
to the fact of seeing families and seeing kids lay in a hospital bed and understanding what they're going through and the day to day struggles that they have doesn't even compare to mine. And I can I kind of feel stupid even just kind of telling y'all some of my struggles of not winning an award. You're probably thinking like, dang, it must be hard not to be uh, not to win an award in an ESPN college football. It's whatever, but uh, that's something that's kind of big, big for me. Um, and so I challenge y'all in whatever you are going through in your office uh, with friends, family, um, relationships, whatever it is, to just trust in God. I mean, good or bad, um, I think you definitely do it. And I think it's we always go, sometimes go to trusting in God in the bad times. Um, but it's also in the good times that you still should, your, your faith and your uh, trust shouldn't deter. So I uh, just want to say thank y'all um, for everything you've done for me and my family. Um, and uh, hope to be seeing y'all in a couple weeks. Um, that's not one of those video messages that you plan out in advance. He would have much rather planned one out where he won. That's not the way it worked. That wasn't the plan. And I'm really proud of the fact that, uh, my son has grown to develop a trust in God and his plan, whatever that may be, whatever that may look like. And I do want all of us to be challenged, whether at work or at home or in life, in your marriage with your children, whatever it is that we do develop a trust like Mary and a trust like Joseph, because God's plans simply sometimes don't make sense. And yet we find a way to be faithful we find a way to be trusting as Mary and Joseph did because through their trust and through their faith in God's crazy plan, the world was forever changed. And that same power exists within each of us if we will allow God to work despite how crazy the plan, to trust and be faithful. And through their faith and through their trust, that dirty manger in Bethlehem, salvation was born. The Messiah was here. Emmanuel happened. And God came to be with us. And that was his ultimate plan, to be with us. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your crazy plan that made no sense at the time. God, I thank you for the fact that Mary and Joseph exhibited such incredible boldness and confidence and trust and faith in you, despite um, what, I, what I have to assume it was incredible doubt and uncertainty and confusion. God, give us that same trust, that same faith in you and in your plan. And when we don't understand, when it doesn't make sense, when we are confused or frustrated or uncertain, God, may we have that faith and that trust that you do have a plan for us. God, thank you for that moment in Bethlehem where that faith and that trust in Mary and Joseph brought salvation to the world and Emmanuel. God, thank you for loving us enough to come and to be with us. It is in the name of the Messiah, the Savior, 
Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Make sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.